because trying to avoid it as well it's the other thing do you find yourself trying to police it when you're trying to like write jokes for stage or like when you're comparing on stage being like am i annoying is this annoying no i don't but i find it very difficult to listen like when i listen to jen back i'm like yeah i hate my voice never listening again <laughs> <laughs> on that note hello everyone hi <laughs> hi you're here <laughs> Welcome to your upbeat special episode. <laughs> uh, you're listening at the regular time, but we've decided to record at 9am. And yeah. I, I feel like it's bringing a different energy. We used to record at 10am at one point, didn't Oof. we? Yeah, but we had nothing else to do at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We really didn't. For a while. Yeah, you're right, Rich. For a while. And I think morning energy is really... It's, it's definitely a little bit more chaotic and manic. When we record in the evenings, it's a lot more relaxed I feel like in the mornings we're 15 years old, in the evenings we're 80. (laughs) So depending on what time you listen to it, it's just like, what Bible are we going for today? Sorry, Rich, there's a lot of clinking clanking, but I do need coffee. So (laughs) I feel like the other way around in the morning, I feel very tired and old. And in the evening, I'm like, woo! (laughs) See, this is where we are opposite people every time. Today we thought we'd cover a topic that we've touched on here and there and a few times you've asked us to talk about and that is the subject of comparing. Woo! I think we've done comparing. Well, they're getting it again. So, Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've written a pun for compare. Okay. Can, can we My have it? Way it's happening. <laughs> We'll have it again. It's fine. Uh, Rich is convinced it was in the Insta lives, which actually Ooh, might well be true. Brilliant. But fine. There we go. Yeah, they're still sitting around Nailed on it. my computer somewhere. So it's fine. Well, but first things first. Uh, Tempest, mm-hmm. a happy fiftieth episode. <gasps> oh yay! I'd forgotten about that. Fifty years old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel. That means there's a minimum of a hundred hours of us talking on the internet. Um, oh no, that's not no. it. The minimum of 50 hours. <laughs> How long do you think this episode's are? <laughs> we it's a minimum of 50 like... hours. <laughs> a minimum of 50 hours of us talking absolute tripe on the internet. You're welcome, world. I mean, <laughs> I don't know why stardom hasn't beckoned. <laughs> Excuse me, why has fame not come a-knocking on our doors? Mm, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it's because we should start talking like this. <laughs> I don't know if I can I'd do- love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> so today we'll be slowly unpicking. Unpicking? <laughs> unpicking. <laughs> Jesus, this is going to be a great episode. Unpicking our internal misogyny and self-policing patriarch as we find out why women aren't funny. <laughs> Obviously, people listening, we know that's completely wrong because we're hilarious. Obviously. Obviously. I'm I'm just giggles all day. In fact, Sophie's mum thinks I should be a stand-up comedian, so fuck you all. (laughs) Yeah, people's mums have said that to me too. (laughs) We love you, mums. We love mums. Don't be offended if we don't take you very seriously. (laughs) I don't know if you get asked this question, it's like, have you thought about doing stand-up comedy? And it's like, we've worked in stand-up comedy fields and it's just like, do I want to be in a room full of white men who have serious insecurities? No, I do that on a daily basis. Let's not do it in a confined space and a microphone, please. Thank you, bye. 
Yeah, having having found a pocket of the world where misogyny is lower, why would I want to put myself into a space where I'd have to experience sexism at work constantly from the audience and from the industry? It's a yeah. no from me. It's the same answer I have for when people are like, why don't you do RuPaul's Drag Race? I'm like, do I want to put myself through that? No, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> do I want to be hated from the start? Oh, Ooh. God. Yeah. Oh, I'm good. Interesting question. Now that there are two trans women on All Stars, surely they're going to find it very difficult to say that women can't enter normally. Uh, yeah, that, that's probably going to change for the next UK season as well. Yeah, interesting. Well, I'm a lot younger than you. Forget that. I'm fine. Yeah, I do forget it. It's your old lady yeah, attitude. Like, <laughs> I'll be on. I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm. I feel like I would prefer to be older than younger at the moment. And I was very, very high the other day, looking at myself in the mirror, and I was like, I'm just getting hotter with time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's nice that you feel that. Yeah. yeah, we don't know how long that will last because honestly, since my thirtieth birthday, my joints have just started to rebel. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really feeling that. Uh, that reminds me, years ago at Madame Jojo's, <laughs> anyway, one of the bouncers said to me, <laughs> fucking missed that place. I can't do his accent. We had a very heavy Eastern European accent. So if you can imagine that in your head. And um, he was like, when you were younger, you were nothing. But now I look at you, you're older. You're very attractive. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically the gist of what he was saying. It was, it was, uh, Yeah. <laughs> He obviously meant it as a compliment, but I was just like, I don't know what to do with that. Okay. Mm. But I want it, I, like, that's the wrong way of thinking about it. But I'm like, yes, but I just, I'm really getting into this part of my life where women just get so attractive when they get older. Mm, it's good. It's good. It's cool. Youth is such a fucking lie. Like, okay, youth is beautiful and it's like bounciness, sure. <laughs> but have you heard my knees? Ooh. I'm very 4D as a sexual person. <laughs> But like really starting to admire and also being around cis men in particular who do admire older women as well and enjoying being around them, being like, oh, actually, that's really refreshing to hear. I was in a taxi with a guy who gave me a marrow at the end of it, which was lovely. But um, he was talking about his wife and he was just like, I just like I always I was an idiot when I was young because I thought that I'd always struggle to get married because as women get older, they're supposed to be less attractive. But my wife is just so fit and every year she ages, it's just, she's just more filth. And I'm just like... <laughs> wow, this is some taxi ride. That's so oh, nice. Oh, it's brilliant. And then he was like, do you want to see my garden? I was like, I'd love to see your garden. And then he showed me his allotment and his wife, who is banging. <laughs> and he was like, would you like a marrow? And I was like, I'd love a marrow. And he gave me a marrow and I gave him some tests and we left parted ways. He got five stars. I got five stars. That's lovely. Beautiful. Aww. It was a beautiful morning. One of my favourites. <laughs> But is this becoming a thing now, which is cool because women do, of course, come into their power the older that they get. And I feel like they are more attractive because they're more self-assured, which is probably why for some men they become less attractive because they're harder to deal with and manipulate. And uh, yes, I'm here for the rise of the, well, older women. I mean, 30s, 40s, 50s isn't really older, but I don't know, middle-aged women. Yeah. Middle-aged women, but like, oh yeah, middle-aged. Mm, we need to find a sexier word for it because that's not really, that's not a great hashtag. We're middaged. <laughs> <laughs> with the middies, yeah, definitely. Just like I don't know, the self-confidence that's coming with getting older. I'm here for it every second of it, of just like knowing what my body's doing. But every now and then, it does something really weird, and I'm like, that oh, that wasn't there before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
the adventures of side stories that have nothing to do with what we're talking about today. That's Jinsel. Jinsel. That. <laughs> we remember we tried to let that die. <laughs> came back for our 50th birthday episode for a, a little appearance. <laughs> um, so, comparing. comparing. I love comparing for the fact that it's one of the things that I've reflected most on in my last few years of my career, where I, I can honestly say I did that before I was ready when I was younger. I was not ready for it. And I just bumbled around screaming, thinking I was hilarious. And now have learned uh, it's 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 not it's not that. However, now love it, happy. You comparing for ages. You. Mm. Yeah, I I really enjoy it. It's nice to do a gig sometimes where I don't compare because it's relentless. I think like for me that's the downside of comparing. Like you just gotta keep going back out there regardless <laughs> of what's happening, and um, that can get a lot. But it's magic. Like, you know, it's it's wonderful to be able to talk to an audience. The connection you have with them is insane. And it's fun to control the energy in the room. Like, it's a it's a great thing to be able to do. But, I mean, it, it's really, it's a long path to get there, I think. Like stand-up, you can't learn comparing in theory. You've got to learn it whilst you're doing it. And you've got to learn what doesn't work painfully mm. with a microphone in front of a room full of people <laughs> staring at you like, why is this bitch back again? Just get the act on. <laughs> Yes, no, a million times yes. It's a bit like being a pilot. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> well, yes, because you've got to rack up your hours. Like, you've got to rack up your hours okay, before you can yeah. really say that you're a compare. Like, yeah, yeah. it's something that I definitely learnt, that you can't just go on stage and then all of a sudden you're a compare. No, 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 you've no, got to have no, like no, a good, no, no. good three, four years under your belt before you're a compare compare, I think. That's kind of my theory now. yeah three four years of different shows not the same one you're not allowed to have the same one for that amount of time has to be different ones you have to have bombed at least 20 times like badly to the point where you feel like you're questioning your entire career on stage in front of everyone mm-hmm. and then you've got to have a few amazing wins where you're like i am the funniest person in the world but also i can't remember what i said oh yes the compare amnesia explain to our listeners what that is it's fucking terrifying uh, so compare amnesia is this incredible phenomenon that happens to comedians and compares and hosts alike and ringmasters, I'm sure, as well, where they go on stage and they have an incredible show. The connection is great. Their conversation with the audience is phenomenal. Their jokes are improvised and on point and their comebacks are amazing. But they come off stage and they can't remember a single word they said. That is compare amnesia. And that's when the anxiety hits. <laughs> you're like did I say something awful do you ever have that or you're like did I accidentally I can't remember what I said it's like when you wake up after a night out isn't it and you've got hunger over and you're accidentally terrified that you killed someone or told someone to fuck off or just behaved really badly and you have that bubbling anxiety of what did I do Mm. last night what did I do last night and that feeling is there yeah and when the producer doesn't say anything about it as well because it was like in my head I was on fire and I was amazing but the producer hasn't said it was a good show so shit <laughs> what happened <laughs> was it a terrible show but then you kind of realize that like i don't know a compare can be a real thankless job mm. really knackering and you put everything into it and you've been a part of creating the atmosphere of creating this lovely evening and this like full show but you won't get any any thanks for it which i think is always an interesting one yes or people come up to you being like, you're very funny. And I'm like, I can't help but hear the patronising tone in your voice. <laughs> For a woman. <laughs> oh, God. 
Uh, I've written down industry pet peeves. We should save them maybe for the end, but we've definitely got to get them in. <laughs> yeah. What would you like to talk about within comparing? Because like there is some horror stories. We've seen people have breakdowns over comparing. We've seen people double in into jokes that they should not have doubled oh, into. God. We ourselves have bombed on stage. I've almost said shit that I would really have regretted. If you were to describe what comparing is to somebody, what would you say? Mm. As in like, what is the, obviously we understand it's on a practical level, it's introducing the acts and, and holding a show together. But what what really is it? Because I find that interesting. I think sometimes people think it's something different than it is. Hang on. Or I guess which is what makes a good compare. I think it's American Psycho. Uh, no, that's not the right reference. Um, okay. <laughs> no, it's something like American Psycho and the duck analogy is the same analogy where they're like, they look really calm on top, but actually they're just murdering everyone underneath. But that's mm. not the right analogy. That's not it. Um, okay, comparing is, oh, it's like the perfect 1950s housewife at a dinner party. <laughs> that is a compare. You know who to introduce to who. You know secret little facts about everyone. You understand the exact tone, the exact cocktail, the exact music, the exact dress. The best piece of advice I ever got for comparing was treat them like they're in your living room Mm. because they're welcome. But if they do anything wrong, they're out. And it's like, that's the 1950s housewife. So yes, it's the perfect housewife. Mm. Yeah, that's such a good way of thinking at it. Yeah, you are the most amazing host at a party, like making everyone feel welcome. You're sensing the energy which each group has. You know, you're constantly reading the temperature of the room. Shouting at the children to get back into bed. <laughs> yeah, you're literally like walking into the kitchen and being like, why aren't those starters ready? Like shutting the door and being like, hey, everybody, I thought before we eat, we'd sing a little song together. <laughs> you're there papering over the cracks. <laughs> <laughs> and also calming down and like that, that subtle like host that's like taking the drink away from the person who's a bit too hammered being like, I think you've had enough, but making it feel like it's their idea. Like, don't worry. Or taking someone down so quickly and silently that they don't even know that they've been taken down until they feel ashamed. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what comparing is. And when I think I like about that analogy is when I think about it that way, it makes me feel like it's really fun. <laughs> I'm like, when oh actually, yeah, that is fun. I it. like this job. <laughs> yeah, when really I want to die for the full 90 minutes. <laughs> 90 minutes three times a day, you fucking maniac. Oh, I mean, I'm grateful for the boot camp that that was. It's gone down to two shows at the moment, which, whilst not as good on the pocket, is better on the mind. <laughs> yeah, you've got to balance that shit out, haven't you? Yes, three shows a day is intense. Oh, three shows, the same show a day when you're hosting is intense. But yes, mm. doing two shows and three shows a day at Bunga has really, really helped drop kick me back into work. I think people forget with comparing is also... Your job is to actually, when we talk about what you're describing, you're controlling the energy in the room to make it appropriate for the acts to come out to the stage. And so in a way, the beautiful thing about comparing is it's not about you, but if you get it right, you are the star of the show. <laughs> but if you mm. try and be the star of the show, then you're probably going to be a bad compare because it's it's you paving the way for everything that's about to come out to the audience. Yeah, totally. Because I kind of got the wrong idea for a while where it's like the best compares are the ones who relax into themselves the most in terms of like they're the ones who feel most confident in themselves and that they don't need to try hard. I mistake that for laziness, if that makes sense. Like I started feeling like I had to be a little bit lazy on stage. Okay. Being like cool and badass. And I was actually, no, leaning into myself is leaning into my full self (laughs) and sitting there and being like, yeah, you think I'm fucking weird, but you've got me for an hour and a half. So get on board. 
not. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really interesting. Better. Yeah, because I realised that my compo kind of dropped. It's like, it's just not hitting. It's not really great. And it's because I was, I thought I had to be the coolest person in the room, mm. which is not the case. You're definitely not the coolest person in the room. No one likes cool people. Cool people suck. Yeah. Mm. Oh, interesting. Uh, one thing I find frustrating with comparing, mm, it's so easy to stray into pet peeves, isn't it? <laughs> I think maybe let's move into pet peeves. Both of us have got shit to do today. So come on. Let's rack it up. When people look at compares of a conversational style, which is definitely what I do and a lot of people do, would you say you do it? Conversation. Because your comparing style has changed. Yes. It's a mixture between conversational and stand-up. Yeah. Mm. I think I'm maybe less stand-up-y and a little bit more conversationally. Yeah. Uh, but people think when they watch it that you're genuinely just chatting and that's all it takes. And I find that frustrating when people come to comparing. So I was having a chat with new performer the other day a friend of mine who's been asked to host for the first time and so she asked if I could give her some guidance what to prep for the first few shows um, and I was like when you see a compare chill relaxing on stage and just looking like they're vibing with the crowd they're, they're not that's patter based on years of research and saved lines and stuff that they know works and there's so much going on under the surface and I find it really fucking annoying when I watch people host for the first time and think that that's what's really going on and I'm like you fucking twats yeah <laughs> Yeah, no. You think this is me rolling out of bed with a microphone and just being like, oh, hey, everybody. No, How are no, no, you? No. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm trying to squeeze an answer out of them that I know I've had before and I know that I can get if I say these three words. And then I'll get that answer and it looks like it's improvised and we've just had this amazing moment together. But actually, I've had this moment 20 times. Yeah. And the other problem mm. with that is when people think that anything is up for grabs rather than understanding it's a style. There's so much casual mm. line stealing that goes on with comparing. And it's like, no, no, that thing that looked like was just something funny I'd say in a conversation is a line that I've worked on and tested out in front of audiences and has worked don't just fucking use it it's not a thing that people say it's a thing that mm. i say <laughs> get your own shit <laughs> yeah well the thing is I've, we've spoken about this where i've accidentally stolen mm. your lines uh, we all a do few it, times yeah. <laughs> i know that for me it's when i go fishing down for the comeback that i need or fishing down for a line that i need it's just like you send down a drone almost into your mind being yeah. like come on pick Help up me. something good Help come me. on bring it back and it's and it's yours and you're like well i've got nothing else it's gonna be tempest line it's fine <laughs> Yeah, we've all done it accidentally in yeah. the moment, especially if you spend lots of time with other compares. But when they craft it in and you're like, ah, 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 ah. yeah, you're like, you're just saying words, but what you're actually saying is somebody else's script. You need to get your own script. You need to get your own conversation. And I think I find tedious. Do you find this like, oh God, if any of you are thinking about getting into comparing, go forth and create something we've not seen before. Like creating a compare is like creating an act in a way. Some people create a character, some people play a version of themselves. And I'm just seeing a lot of people replicating the styles of everything that's already out there. I'm like, please, goddess cabaret, send us some compares that are doing something different. I wanna see somebody's unique take on comparing. I don't wanna see a fucking seventh rate version of Chastity or you or Joe or Ruben or me or whoever, like be individual. It's like creating an act. You've mm. got to find your own style. So can you please stop replicating everybody else's because it's really fucking dull. Yeah, well, to be fair, one thing I do feel grateful of is that there is at least more representation of compares now than there used to be, I swear. When I first started, it was like or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I found myself when I was like kind of re-establishing and working on my comparing stuff like I have been doing over the last few months. It's something that I've been focusing on because I'll be honest, you're the only person that books me for acts. Everyone else now books me for comparing, which is like, oh, this is fun. This is nice. I like comparing. It's okay. But I was like, I need to get better and I need to get more comparing costumes. And I was like, I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh shit, get out of Ruben K. Come on, over here. (laughs) Dragging myself away being like, I'm accidentally naturally quite similar to Ruben K in terms of we're both uh, gender ambiguous in some senses and we're both mask in presenting. So it's like, uh, okay, cool. So how do I avoid doing that? And then it's like, as soon as you start noticing something and avoiding it, it's really, really, really fun because you become this whole new challenge. And it's like, what can I make and what can I create? And then you look at the fact that you don't have a budget. So you're like, ASOS it is. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing of comparing as well. It's it's hard to compare. So when you start comparing, if you're good at it, it will become almost all you ever do. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. Mixed reviews. Yeah. I remember when uh, Bonnie Knocker started hosting. Oh, she's like, I want to start hosting. And I was like, okay, that's cool. It's just something to bear in mind. If you want to explore your burlesque further, I would wait before you explore your comparing because you'll probably be good at it. In which case, your burlesque career will kind of slightly wither away on the vine. <laughs> so, Scroll down. Yeah, yeah cuz there are lots of very good burlesque performers, but there are less competent compares. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. It's something that I am feeling at the moment. There's part of me that's like, fuck yeah, I want to sit in this place where I'm like talking for a whole show. Yeah, cool. That sounds great. I could do this poop. But at the same time, I watch performers come off after doing one act and I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you. <gasps> it's a fucking holiday. Now when I do burlesque acts, I'm like, this is a luxury. Oh, God. I've updated my social media. I've made some content. I've caught up on all the industry gossip. I've stitched a bra. I've done my tax return. Oh, now it's oh time to get ready for my second act. <laughs> Fucking luxury. Yeah, it was in the last couple of shows where like performers are absolutely trashed and pissed, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't. I'm very, very sober, and you're all. F- it's like you have one job. You have one job is to get your ass on stage and do an act. And don't make me pull this back after you. I also like when people do really bad shit on stage, it's like, yeah, thanks. I feel like I have to clean up the shit. I'm like, thanks. I have to pretend that was good. <laughs> There's nothing worse than having to walk out after an act that you know is shit. The audience knows is shit. <laughs> And you can't throw them onto the bus. So you just, you gotta literally, it's like, you know, if you drop an eyelash on the floor and you're like scrabbling around desperate trying to find it and stick it back on your face. That's what it's like trying to find the energy and the goodwill in the room after a fucking act is tanked. I've had an anxiety dream about the exact thing (laughs) of like going on after an act that's so bad that everyone's fumingly angry and you have to walk on like, um... (laughs) But for me, I think if that ever happens again, I'm like, do you guys want to see me swallow a sword? Okay, cool, 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 cool. And then I'm like, oh God, that turns into appeasing. But yeah, no, I hate it. I hate it. Pet peeves about comparing. Um, We spoke about this earlier. My pet peeve is something that I'm really sitting in now is the amount of compares, male compares, that have condescended me before I've come on stage. Ooh, really learning that you need to create an atmosphere and build it in a certain way. But the amount of compares that have introduced burlesque in this way that has always made me walk on stage like a fucking it makes me feel like a victim in terms of like mm. something's happening to me where they're like they're a little bit shy oh god so they need encouragement what? i've had words with compares over this because it's like 
I'm sorry, I don't need any fucking encouragement. I will walk off stage if I want to. So for the love of God, please never speak to anyone or about anyone like that again. And it's awful. They're a little bit shy, but maybe if you encourage them, they'll take some clothes off or they'll do something. Or my favourite one was like, oh, they're an international person, but they're really questioning their gender. And I was like, what? Who said that? It was in Switzerland. So it was like one of those ones where it was just like, oh, never I love your Switzerland one. stories. <laughs> I love Switzerland. Switzerland's great. But it's just like, I- I'm sorry. Yes, but I don't know if that's the conversation for now. I don't want to discuss it with Deborah in the front row, but at the same time, I kind of do. Debs, what do you think? Shall we all vote? <laughs> what, what gender am I today? What, what am I? Today? Oh, God, that's what I'm going to start a show really with now. <laughs> All right, everyone in the room, today's gender is. What's my gender today? Thank you. That will be for the rest of the show. <laughs> I just knew what it would be like. Llama. Brilliant. I'm a llama. But yeah, it was just like one of those weird sensations of like, I know that you wanted it to come across like gender ambiguous or obviously gender fluid or whatever the things that I feel at the time. But all you've come across as is a traumatized teenager. <laughs> She's having some issues. <laughs> But we think she'll be okay. <laughs> oh, God. So always raise a performer. Never bring them down. Never, ever, 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 ever. If you oh. bring a performer on in a submissive space, it's, it's fucked their act. It's fucked it entirely. Oh, God. It's terrible. I, I guess the reverse is, yeah, having to come out as a performer with a useless compare who's just totally tanked the energy in the room and then you you are literally starting in the negative. You have to fucking save that audience. <laughs> oh, God. But then again, oh. hang on. I've been, with, I've been with many compares that have tanked so bad. And I'm trying to think of any in particular and I can't give you any. It's just a general sense of dread as I try to drag my ass on stage to do the shuffle. <laughs> But again, what I was saying to this new performer, I was like, when I started, particularly because I wasn't hosting my show, like when you're hosting your show that you create, it's much easier because obviously you know every single person on the bill, you know the acts that are going to But when you're on your job in comp, obviously you're going to spaces where you're not the booker. You might not even know the acts you're going to introduce. And I would always get the running order in advance and I would look up every single performer and like see what their mm, style yeah. was and prep some things I could say because obviously backstage we check in with the artist to see if there's anything that we want to say and then we filter that through a lens of what I'm actually going to say. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not. Nope, 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 nope. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but I do your research. One thing I've been shocked by is that you and I are similar. We will talk to every single performer before they go on stage, and we also need to find out what their like general kind of rapport in general mm. is because you can kind of you can hear what they need, like if they do need a, like a real raucous sort of thing, or if you do need to bring them down a little bit so they need to listen. You get that vibe, and I love that. It's my favorite thing about every show is talking to people beforehand. Mm. We're not the common, really. The amount of shows that I've gone to where producers have commented on the fact that I've spoken to the performers before going on stage, I shit you not. So you know, the, I've done the Out of Town one, the Rini, Rini Rockets one. No, I'm good. They do a huge show and they get a professional comper in to compare and do an act. So last time, it, two years ago now, oh God, they brought me in and I was a compare and it was, I had the best time. It was so much fun. It, you would love it. You have to do it. It's just trashy fun in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. You stay in an abandoned Little, pub overnight. Amazing. Gorgeous. We should do it together. Let's do it. <gasps> yes. Um, I literally got there. I was like, this is haunted. So yeah. The, and then afterwards, the compare was like, they've had, they've had, 
they've had all the main compares and they were like none of them have ever spoken to performers that's so bad ever. really they just stay in their room and they don't talk to a single one i was like how did they have to introduce them but also like you need to get a sense of their vibe as well and do you not want a nice relationship with the cast yeah exactly so whenever i compare out of town gigs this is a comment i always get every time i always seem to follow around talent and it's always like i'm sorry who who's not talking to their fucking cast that's crazy Jesus. sorry yeah so i found out that we're not the norm mm. well special again yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that <wasn't> it? <laughs> that's that's really surprising yeah. um hmm, maybe it isn't um i guess on the flip side of that performers you'll help your compare out and get a better intro <laughs> if you can describe what it is that you do <laughs> in one sentence yeah and please don't mistake this for like if you've had this you must have had this when you were like oh so can you tell me a bit about yourself about your actors or anything specific you want me to not say or would like said and what they think i mean is can you tell me how to introduce you and i'm always just like no 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 <laughs> no no i don't need you to write my intro for me that's not your job it's mine i just need you to tell me a little bit about your act <laughs> like are you are you fucking kidding me bitch <laughs> That's a pet peeve. No, no, no. I'm just agreeing with you. This whole face is like, it makes me physically, like, as soon as you can see it, start doing it. I always go, oh, no, 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 no. I don't need you to tell me what to say. It's just, is there anything that you have to have said? Is there anything you have to have said? Yeah. Do I need to tell them you're a binman? Do I need to tell them anything particular? Yeah. There's three questions I always ask. It's like, it's pronouns. It's um, what's the vibe? Can you give me the vibe in three words? And is there anything that I have to say? And there's people that you come across who do say those things that you have to say. They're fun. So I need you to mention that I won these three awards 17 years ago. And then I also need you to make sure that you mention this exact thing and this exact tagline that I gave myself because I'm the queen of sheerlesque. And I have to be said that. And it is also very, very important. I have this exact thing, like the queen of lampshades that ride on the island of 1962 with the fringe of a pony that lasted 17 years into the night of 1496. And you're like, I have to say this like yes you have to say this okay text. I think I might forget yeah that's going in a bit <laughs> yeah, yeah off you go that's gonna kill the vibe yeah no one cares <laughs> no uh oh yeah we've had so many experiences of performers doing that so what was the one I've told you it was like I'm the highest ranking performer in the room <laughs> <laughs> well I've told you about it's a list of can you say that I'm really pretty <laughs> what <laughs> oh my god yes oh yeah can you say that I've been in can you say that I'm really pretty? Can you say that I'm really talented? And then literally would just catch me in the wings and be like, you will tell them that I'm really beautiful, won't you? <laughs> yeah, yes, sure. Jesus. If that's what you need. <laughs> but only because it's funny. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. No. I also on the flip side you must have come across performers who literally cannot tell you anything about their fucking work I remember working with a very young and I was like can you tell me a little bit about your act and she was like um it's just a it's just a burlesque act is it is it about anything no is it is it based on anything is there a concept behind any of it like probably did Something. say it to her like that because i was just so fucking horrified like you've created this whole act and you can't tell me what the fuck it's about i'm guessing it's probably about fucking nothing then which it was <laughs> it's like, you, you just, how could you not describe your act to me 
that is always alarm bells for me for the quality of someone's work. Uh, it's terrifying. When I used to do the rap routine before it got cancelled, <laughs> I did have a spiel that the compare had to say, but it wasn't about how to introduce the act. It was like a pre-joke that was based on like lots of puns of song lyrics. And I go in up to Desert Connor. <laughs> it was like. Uh, who actually did come and see me about the act and I was like oh can you say this beforehand and he just looked at me with the look of hatred that we both have when people give you an intro and I was like oh no 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 um just read it and you'll see what I mean and he read it and he was like oh I get it and uh, yeah I could just see his little face thinking I'd given him like the script of what to say to how to introduce me <laughs> and I'm like no 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 just read it just read it just read it <laughs> so either you approached it in the right way but that did remind me of what I was supposed to say did I tell you the story about the show where they gave me a script for the whole thing no no i must have told you you're gonna have to beat this out but it was <laughs> one of them oh you did tell me and they handed you, me a script yes. and i was like sorry you told me a lot of horror stories about that <laughs> they, they were intros the performers had written and sent in so they were all paragraphs and yeah, i was like so how absolute wait. bollocks no doubt yeah. oh my <laughs> shit you not if you need the compare to say anything, you need to really, really think your act. That's the other thing. Is if your act can't stand alone without an introduction mm. of a certain kind, you really need to rethink what you've done. Uh, but yeah, it was like, it was paragraphs of what people had actually written themselves. And I asked the producers, like, hang on, wait, do I have to read this as is? They're like, yes, because it's part of the competition. I was like, what? <laughs> I, what? And it was like on stage. And also the other thing that we've spoken about regularly I'm heavily dyslexic. I cannot read in a public space because words just apparently are the enemy. So this was a car crash to the start. <laughs> and they were like, yes, that's why we sent you in advance. I was like, yeah, I get these things in advance to read so I can write my own jokes. Nope. Mm. Okay. So it was just the car crash. And the, the comedy comes from me, A, not being able to read. And obviously the tone of my voice of desperately trying to be like, this is fine. <laughs> I'm going to read this in the most deadpan way and I'm going to say it's because of my uh, dyslexia, but actually it's because I hate you and this is what you'll get. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. There's a fad at the moment in our industry of bringing in quote unquote celebrities and doubling them up as compares, which not loving. Put it away, everyone. Put it away. Stop now, because comparing is a skill. You can't just do it because you were on Celebrity Spelling Bee once or whatever it is. And somebody told me about going to see a show that had one celebrity in it who was also doubling up as a compare and they came on with a clipboard. Uh, (laughs) A clipboard. Which is great if you can make it work. (laughs) I mean, firstly, dress up a little bit. But secondly, and I've actually given this advice to them as well, like, if you're coming on and reading me something, it better be the best fucking thing I've ever heard. Like, it better be exquisite literature that requires you to read it off a page. If what you're saying is the absolute basics of the name of the person who's coming out, you probably leave that shit in the wings, read it, and then come out and say it. And a a clipboard, unless you're dressed like an office worker, (laughs) this isn't a good look, fam. Or a doctor or something. <laughs> fucking clipboard. <laughs> Jesus, no. Jesus, Jesus, no. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, the thing is, I actually, I do understand where it comes from because, I don't know, we're in an age where people are playing things like safely and nostalgically. So if you put something in people are very familiar with, they're more likely to go. That's why we see so much um in the ways of like god i don't know the doctor who escape room and like it's just i want to see new shit Mm. i'm sorry everyone can you start churning out some new stuff because mamma mia was done oh hells yeah Uh, oh fucking yeah 
yeah so I understand the producer's safe decision to do it but can we pick some people who have got some experience comparing or come from our world like celebrities who have come from our world are there any of those <gasps> Lady Gaga <laughs> yeah yes Lady Gaga I would She's love to see a show hosted by Lady Gaga I'd love to see a show hosted by Lady Gaga it would either be a car crash or god either way it'd be a car crash <laughs> but a good car crash or a bad car crash and I want to see it but why do these people never take any fucking time to understand what particularly burlesque is? Like, I've watched some celebs give the most horrendous introductions to burlesque. I'm like, okay, so you watch the movie and you once got shit-faced on a night out where there might have been some burlesque and now you think you understand how to nuance this to a room. Absolutely wanted to rip my own arm off my socket and beat myself to death rather than listen to Denise Van Out and comparing that can go in she was terrible I don't care and she doesn't give a shit about what I say I presume it was stunningly awful she didn't know how to compare she certainly didn't know how to introduce burlesque the stuff she said was borderline sexist you don't want to watch a female compare who's got an issue with burlesque performers or actually any compare because male compares come out with some shit about burlesque performers as well I'm like this is all uncomfortable and it's all your fault because you don't know how to compare sorry that's terrifying oh is it a rule that if you're for a compare and someone has to dress you you're gonna be bad <laughs> yes that should be the standard if you can't dress yourself you don't know enough about this industry please stop <laughs> yeah if someone has to put you in a top hat and a tailcoat you're already fucked if you're a compare and you look like what the hem party in the front row looks like, then again, I'm going to question your skills on oh the stage. Oh God, I can't bear it. I can't bear it. I can't bear this celebrity. Well, there's only one place that's really doing this. Uh, yes, but I, I see it creeping in in other places. Well, I know a couple of other seen... cabarets that have done oh, it. Yeah? yeah. Well, it's because they're seeing it as a formula because that, that place won't die. die. So they see that as a form of success. And I think maybe we should look beyond survival and maybe look into thrival. But it's because that place is continuous and it because it's the only place to work in London at the moment. So therefore it must be successful. So people follow the template of what is successful. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's our industry equivalent of when the West End decided that they didn't really need trained West End performers. Reality TV stars could sing and dance just as well in major roles. And I find it very frustrating, actually, that somebody who knows what that feels like would come and do it to our industry. <laughs> but anyway, the thing that I find confusing from a producer side, I mean, I won't elevate some of these people by calling them producers, because I noticed that a lot of people programming shows where I've seen celebrities doubling up as the host actually have very little experience in putting together cabaret shows. They don't really understand the genre either, which is also frustrating and probably explains why they think somebody who's had some singles understands how to control the energy in a room because maybe they've talked a couple of times in between songs at a concert. And I don't understand, oh. like, why, why would you not book that person for that skill? And again, I'm happy to do this one on record because everyone saw it. Fat Man Scoop at the Hip Hop Cabaret. Terrible no, comp. Terrible comp. Awful, awful. Awful. He's a hype man. Fat Man Scoop is a hype man. Why don't you just use him for his job? I'm yeah, sure it would have incredible. been jolly and lovely. You would have got the marketing buzz that you wanted, but you can't get someone who's famous for one thing and just think that they understand the nuances of how to do a completely different job with no experience. It goes back to the simple idea that we complain about every time is that people think that comparing it is easy. People think that comparing is just mm. a conversation. That's why people get thrown into compare positions all the time because it's just talking between shows. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, it just reminded me of a story, but I, was, I don't know if it's going to go way off track. Bring it. It's the opposite end where they found out I was a woman comparing. So they insisted that I have a male counterpart. Did I tell you about this? No. Is this Switzerland again? 
No, no, no. It's just, this is corporate. Okay. So they hired me as a compare for a show. There's two stories that are very similar. They hired me as a compare for a show. And when I turned up, not in drag for a meeting that they wanted, they were like, oh. They thought you were a drag queen. They thought I was a penis wielding drag queen. And they were like, oh, oh, we didn't realize that you were, um, I was like, that I was what? And they were just like, oh, we're just like, and I was like, if you researched me for five seconds, the whole thing is that I've got a vagina. Anyway, so I had this meeting with them and then they basically were like, well, since you're not an actual drag queen, great way to start a sentence. So well, maybe we'll get in like another compare in. So they insisted, they insisted for this gig that I get put with a male counterpart so that there is two people on stage. For some reason, they couldn't fathom the idea that since I didn't have a penis and that I wasn't a penis wooden drag queen, that I wouldn't be able to hold a show myself. And do you know what I spent the entire show doing to that man? humiliating them nice because he was because they were shit because they were shit they just got some random guy they literally he was a random guy that had done a couple of acting gigs Mm. and he just was awful literally i think at one point i was like shh (laughs) shh please i've got jokes to do and then became just like my little bitch and then about halfway through turned into my stage manager good work best way of dealing with it but i was just like well this is ridiculous i cannot believe that you just because you found out that i was a woman all of a sudden thought I wouldn't be able to hold this by myself. The other one is that they wanted a male and female duo compare thing. Turned up, same thing. The guy's like an actor who's done like two gigs. And they're like, yeah, but he's spoken on stage and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, but is he a compare? Yeah. No. And I'm like, he's like, well, yeah. He's like, I'm like, no, but how many years experience? Okay, great. Talking to this person. And it was the full epitome of a white man just constantly talking over me, made misogynistic jokes, tried to slap my ass halfway through. It was just like, I have to take down the audience. Don't make me take you down as well, sweet pea. Oh my God. Awful. But I'm very happy and comfortable in the fact that both situations, I came out on top because these people had no experience. So what I did have on my side was years of dealing with this person. Oh, I forget about those corporate double compare gigs only compare double with someone that you've worked with regularly it's a relationship and yes you can make it work but you can't just throw two people together and eurovision that shit you can't no it's really hard to share a compare bill even i think when you know somebody well or you've got the same vibe i always think it's really hard yeah, I don't know. It's really hard to make it work. Um, it was fun hosting with Sadie when we did Underbelly. And Sadie's a great host and we have a great relationship. We're friends in real life. And I found like, and she must have found it too. It's hard because each of you kind of establishes slightly different relationships with the audience, I think. And then you've just got the practicality of like, who's talking now? <laughs> like, who's covering which bit? Like, it, 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 it can work, of course, but it's certainly not easy. Oh, no. And Rich is asking, would we compare together? And I was like, we kind of do. Well, we'll find out on the Isle of Wight on the 31st of July. Come on down. (laughs) I think it's going to turn into the audience just watching us have a conversation. (laughs) Just we'll just pull up some chairs, pour a drink. Settle down. Have you all got tequila? You'll need it. Sit down. As their brains start wandering off, we're like, oh, Tempest, do, a, do an act. Another <laughs> song. Hit it. <laughs> Number 16 on the list. <laughs> no, that's what we have the guests for. Yes, yes. Come do an act, please. <laughs> it's going to be glorious. I can't wait. It's, it's going to be, be glorious. It's an amazing show. Come see whatever beauty this is going to be with our our tech. Glad I'd mentally prepared myself. But at least it's later in the day. Yeah, we don't have to get up at the crack of dawn. Yeah.
so we can leave after rush hour. Also, I feel like it takes the pressure off feeling like maybe we should be bringing something ball bells and whistles. <laughs> Other than, of course, our immense individual talents yeah. and years and years and years worth of experience, which yeah. obviously we'll be bringing with us in a suitcase. Well, on that note, I feel like maybe we should wrap this bad boy up. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to bring to the table? I don't know. I feel less angry than I thought I would. <laughs> well, I think it's because we've actually technically done this episode before. So if we've kind of just already like okay. spit on that dick. Okay. Lovely. Lily <laughs> Browns, do you think you'd like to plug? Um, I would like to plug the mouth of the Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> with I'd like turds. to plug his ale. <laughs> I would like to fill him with expanding foam. <laughs> I would like to plug the respect and safety of other people as we enter this next stage. Please still be considerate. Still try wearing masks on public transport where you can. I know the government says it's fine, but basically what's going to happen is it's not going to be fine and there's going to be no support and our industry is going to suffer for it. So if you would just like be super lovely about it, that would be great. That would be great. Um, Also, do come see us in Isle of Wight on the 31st and the 1st of July and August. Because that's going to be an absolute epic of a show. And also, I think you should really, really keep an eye on what's happening with the House of Burlesque. Because it looks like it's shit's about to hit the fan. Hells yeah. Lola would like to plug civility and good manners. And I'd like to sell tickets! <laughs> uh, we are back at Speakeasy at Sway. Hurrah, because nightclubs can now open. But book, please, because this last minute.com lifestyle is really not doing good for my anxiety um so come and see us now we're open every saturday same lols with some new stuff thrown in here and there listen it's gonna be a grand old time if you want nostalgia then we've got it for you it's gonna be good it's gonna be edgy it's gonna be cool apparently things that are missing from our industry at the moment it says gonna be happy hour is still there team and i tell you what that prosecco is cheap as fuck i've seen the prices get on down come and join us it's gonna be super fun come and join us for our pineapple new classes we've now got a weekly dance class at pineapple dance studios world famous pineapple dance studios on a thursday six o'clock you can book via the app 21 days in advance of each class it's going to be super fun if you some people are like pineapple is terrifying and i find it a really unwelcoming space and i get you but our class isn't going to be like that pineapple is a bit terrifying if you're not like a super trained dancer dancer person because it's a place where dancers go and work out but we're going to be super inclusive lols and awesome and actually do check out the other classes because every time i've been to a class in the past few weeks the teachers always made a massive effort to make everyone feel like super chill and super welcome and to try and break down this idea that it's like you have to be a professional dancer to go to pineapple just there to have fun come and see us still got a patreon apparently probably do some posts about that uh <laughs> still got an only fans i imagine yeah but, uh, yeah we've got some fantastic content we didn't even talk about the fact that you and i locked ourselves in a hotel room together <laughs> We did. I've got so many great boomerangs with inflatables. Oh, All coming your oh, way over the next few I weeks. I cannot wait. <laughs> also, picking out that unicorn from the bath, it was just like when I went to go have a bath later in the evening, it was just full of water. And it was just like this really depressed, like heavy <laughs> unicorn full of your dirty bath water. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's going straight in the bin. I had to stab it a few times without the anger and, and <laughs> get the water dead. out. But yeah, yeah we, well, we save that for the next warm up shout. We can debrief about what happened. Oh, yes. Rich, put a reminder on the agenda. We'll talk about our couple's retreat. 
Um, and on that note, a massive, huge thank you to Richie Ruru's for editing this episode Ooh. and all the last 50 episodes. We love you. We appreciate you. Do check out their podcast. I might be wrong. UK is all about music. It's very, very snazzy and fabulous. And of course, a massive, huge thank you to Rosie Verbose for the music you hear at the end of this episode and at the end of all episodes. And it's soon to become irrelevant. What we do then... We don't know, but do check out their work and do check out their amazing network, Invisible Cabaret, which is all about mental health awareness. Fabulous work. Something that we all need at the moment because, folks, it's difficult. It's difficult. And I think people are struggling maybe a bit more now than we were before. So do look after yourselves. Yeah, you're feeling knackered. It's okay. We all are. It's very tiring what's happening. So don't worry. You're good. And thank you to you, dear listeners, for 50 episodes of joy and cute stories that you send us and sharing things. Do you know what we never say that we really should that all my other podcasts do? If you like this podcast, please do rate the episodes and subscribe on whichever app you listen to your podcasts on because it helps other people find the podcast so we can grow. We want to bloom like a little flower. We want to bloom and bring more people into the cult of Rosenbrow. Mm. Have you heard the good word? <laughs> Praise Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so see you uh, next-ish Tuesday. The next Tuesday that we see you is the Tuesday. See you the next Tuesday. Tuesday. Cutten to. Cutten da da. Bye. <laughs> so you want to be a showgirl, a star of cabaret. Closure of the theatres Leaves a hole in your heart And in your day Well here's two artists who miss burlesque gigs Performing and acting moronic People who When life gives them lemons Just slice them up for a gin and tonic They put the mock in mocktail The cock in cocktail Let them show you how It's gin salt With tempest rose and love Also, Rich, I'm sorry that, you know, the bangs that we thought were gone from my not using my shitty table have been replaced by me just kneeing this cabinet every time I move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry.